we need to see the federal security infrastructure program expanded. Although we were pleased to see a budget expansion in budget 2023, we remain concerned that the program is difficult to apply for and takes months to process. We also think it is high time that the SIP program also pays for the third party security for institutions under risk. So that is the uh, one of the people from the National Council of Canadian Muslims calling not just uh, on uh, but on the Ford government. They want them to expedite the uh, London Family Act in Ontario. This would be a legislative piece, uh, a multi-level approach to addressing Islamophobia. But they also want the Trudeau government to fund security for mosques in this country. This, of course, after an attack at a Markham area mosque that... Uh, had worshippers inside at the time when they say a man stormed into the mosque, yelled racial slurs, tore up a Quran, and then uh, tried to apparently run over worshippers in his car. I mean, there are some government programs that offer um, grants for places of worship to get security, but when you look into it, there is no central funding program. And all religions, when it comes to places of worship, when it comes to it, uh, raise money on their own. I mean, if you go to any... uh, synagogue or shul, uh, they've had armed security for decades. Um, And they spend hundreds of thousands of of dollars a year for year-round security, but they raise that money uh, from members, and some of that will come from grants. Let me bring in Rachel Norman to this conversation, a private investigator and security specialist, someone who has looked into this particular area. Appreciate your joining us, Rachel. Thank you for having me. First of all, let me ask you... um, you know, we hear about these attacks. We know that hate crimes are on the rise. We certainly know that anti-Semitism is at a, a record level. But we've also heard of these attacks on, on mosques. And so is there a need for uh, places of worship to have, uh, you know, some kind of central uh, security or funding? Certainly. I think that um, it's important to amortize that cost of um, public safety and security between all places of worship, and that can be supplemented with federal funding. When it comes from the federal government, it shows that the government cares about the community as a whole, as opposed to letting the individual communities um, deal with it themselves. Yeah, I mean, when you look, um, you know, attacks on places of worship certainly are not new. Um, you know, uh, if you, as I kind of use the example of, of a shul, I mean, it's it's not new to get, um, you know, see security, uh, certainly at a holiday time. But they, they do spend a lot of money that they raise on their own uh, to make sure that their places are, are, are secure. And so there are places of worship that already take these, these steps. Uh, absolutely. And so... I mean, is the threat level growing? I mean, I think so. Uh, I'd have to look at the data to know for sure, but it certainly seems like it. And as soon as it seems like it, that community is already on edge. Mm -hmm. And once, as we know, once is already enough. Uh, Once is already too often. So should that uh, responsibility be on the shoulders of of one individual community? And and if so, well, why isn't it um, shared amongst others? And I'm not saying that one community should fund another, but rather the federal government and, and also the, the provincial government should help with that funding. Because these are places where the community gathers, regardless of the reason why they're gathering, mm-hmm. the community is gathering together. And that community deserves to be protected. 
I mean, yeah, freedom of religion um, is a charter right in this country. I would see this, though, it's a crime of opportunity. I mean, when people go to places of worship, I mean, they don't go there thinking that they'll be harmed or killed. Um, and, you know, you think you're going into a facility that um, that you can, you know, have some privacy. But they are very much and have become in recent years a crime of opportunity, uh, albeit they have been crimes of opportunity for decades. Absolutely. And, and it's been uh, devastating um, the, the, the toll that this violence has taken on uh, various communities. And as soon as one community is affected, the others feel it as well, um, because there's the risk of am I next? So, um, so they all they, they, they all need uh, protection in some in some capacity. And it's physical as well as um, uh, as well as digital protection. Yes, we need physical security. We need physical security measures, but there's that ongoing um, uh, need as well. Uh, and whether that's uh, for a, a service, a sermon, uh, you know, a prayer a session, whatever the the, um, the the usual activity is within that place of worship, but also the other events that happen is that um, place of worship being rented out for a different kind of event for a, you know a different kind of a community event or wedding or funeral mm-hmm. or you know any anything else that that happens outside of the normal activities within that place of worship. Um, again, it's where the community gathers and that community needs to be protected just as much as we protect our our children in our schools as much as we protect our um, our employees in our businesses. Yeah, I'm just kind of trying to think like it would be an enormous cost, an enormous cost. I mean, because you're talking, you can't you you can't just do mosques. You would have to do all of them, whether that's church, you know Christian churches, uh, you know mosques, synagogues, temples. That's a lot of money. Uh, so I'm not sure how they would even uh, do that. Uh, for sure, it would be a lot. And so um, in the uh, introduction to the segment, there was the, the clip from the individual that was asking for um, the, uh, the SIP program to be enhanced. So that's the Public Safety Canada Security Infrastructure Program. And it, it's an application-based um, uh, a program. It does take a while to get, uh, uh, to get that funding um, after the application process. But I also see, I was looking on the website today, though I also see that the um, the application wasn't even available in 2022, and it's not available in 2023 yet. So, so the, 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 even though the need for funding is there, the mechanism to get it from the federal government is lacking. Yeah, and I would think, I mean, part of the issue is that you got to find out from each, um, you know, area if, if there are others, uh, you know, involved, like who's involved. Everyone would have to kind of be screened as to who's involved in, in what organization. Having said all that, were you surprised in this case that the suspect was not uh, charged with terror? So, I mean, yes, of course. Um, when there's that kind of action against a religious organization, um, there does need to be an accurate um, charge applied to it. Canada has a very clear definition of what terrorism is. And and I'm not sure if this fell under that exact definition. And that's uh, a whole other discussion that we could have about how the justice system handles um, uh, uh, terrorism as a definition. But... um, 
but a lot of times they might charge the individual with something that's a little bit more of a sort of a low or hanging fruit. Right. So charge them with hate crime, charge them with a, you know something else, um, you know, trespassing, whatever else, uh, as opposed to try to go for that really large uh, crime that is harder to to uh, to prove. Right. So, so they could they could upgrade these charges, but yeah, the the, the mm-hmm. bar is a little bit higher when it comes to a particular uh, terror charge. I mean, even but we have laws on the book. We have hate crime laws on the book right now. So isn't this just a matter, Rachel, of implementing the rules that we have and the laws that we have now? Oh, for sure. For sure. And, uh, but you know, that, that takes, uh, that takes a lot from, you know, who, who is investigating it? How are they uh, placing those charges? What are the lawyers going to go for? How are the judges going to um, uh, react to that? So, so yes, of course they're on the books and yes, they, 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 they should be leveraged. Um, in the way that they were intended, but it is harder to um, to go after some of those larger crimes. Yeah. Well, they've certainly had enough years of knowing that this was a particular uh, threat, uh, why they wouldn't uh, kind of work that out and streamline it more. Having said that, uh, we'll see where this uh, particular issue takes us.